After years of training and thousands of hours of practice, injuries can happen at any time. I once had my kneecap blow over the side of my ponytail. I once tore the pectoral muscle completely off my horse. I had surgery five times, five times, five times, five times, five times in my left bunghole. I had the tendon turn off the bone. I could hardly lift my desk anymore. If every smoke I take, my body, my life, and my career is on the line, don't risk yours. Please, smoke responsibly. And with that, we are back! Here we are. Holy shit. All right. So, this week of wrestling has been really, 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 really fucking weird. Like, I mean, insanely fucking weird. Yeah. We got people becoming free agents. We got a co-fucking founder of AEW that's been a free agent this entire time, apparently. Yeah. We got a well-established indie fucking name in Balter getting changed to something that is completely dumbfounding that we'll eventually get into. There's just so much shit going on. Then we're just happy to be here to talk about it. Yeah, and a good portion of uh, the free agency we got today. Yeah. Welcome to High Side of the Ropes, and this is the bullshit in wrestling. Dum, dum, dum. I want to say bullshit, but here's the news. Here's the news. Here's what's going on currently. Holy shit. Okay. First, we'll get into what's going on tonight as we speak. Yes, it's. let's get into it because it's actually happening. Yeah, crack it open. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. What? What? So. Ah, ah. Okay, continue. <laughs> so. You stupid son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, here is a 2021 Class of Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame happening tonight at the uh, Cutting Room in New York City. So you got Jerry Lynn, A, being inducted by Sean Waltman. Okay. You got Homicide being inducted by Chris Dickinson. Okay. Ruckus being inducted by Sanjay Dutt. That makes sense. Dave Prezak being inducted by CM Punk. Okay. Tracy Smothers inducted by To Be Announced. LaFisto inducted by Lenny Leonard. Hell yeah. And finally, there was a mystery one. We were all speculating who it was. And I'm I'm happy it was him. Who's your hero? Who's your hero? Who's your hero? Chris fucking hero! He got inducted. Not sure who, who inducted him, but he fucking deserves it. He's a fucking man. I mean, he's an OG. Please come back soon. The first time when we just heard about, we just, we literally just heard about this before starting. My first response was, this was his first appearance since he got released from WWE. Yeah. He got released in uh, April. He got released they, in 2020. Yeah, he was yeah. part of the first real round of cuts. And besides his uh, podcast that he put up, he really hasn't made any appearance. He never really even had a match, I don't think. I've he never was, heard of him wrestling or booked anywhere. Think about that. He was one of the first rounds of official releases back before releases were so fucking common. Two years ago. Think about that. Like, 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 like was think about two years that. ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it feels like seven. But let's move on from that. Like, overall, like, some of the people that are inducted, they are well-deserved. They are well-respected in uh, – wrestling history like yep. uh, the guy that CM Punk in- inducted is the founder of Shimmer mm-hmm. which if I'm is not... an all women's yeah. wrestling promotion yeah. and they've uh, had like a lot of people go through there 
Asuka was there like years before WWE found her. Ember Moon was there. Evie the, was there. Like uh, Dakota Kai, like uh, Tegan Knox, or when she was Nixon Newell, like so many people. Kaylee Ray. A lot of like the women's wrestling scene from like NXT and even some of AEW, like even B Priestley, who's now Blair Davenport. Like so many names yeah. were like in Shimmer and competed like years ago. Like I want to say over ten years plus. Yeah. Even now, coaches like for WWE yeah. have uh, like women's coaches have been there. Oh, that's an induction that's well deserved because he's he me. May- he, I like, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know much about the guy because I didn't know that he was the guy that made Sh- Shimmer. But the fact that, like, I knew what Shimmer was, I didn't know who created who created, ran it. Yeah, gotcha. Like he, he deserves it because he gave us. In retrospect, he gave us some of the best women's wrestlers in the world that we see on TV right now. He did because. If we're looking at it in that aspect, he definitely did. Like, of all the names I named, yeah, exactly. how many of them have been a, a, te- exactly. a, a champion on television? A- exactly. Like, he's given us a great class of women's talent. It's like, it, Shimmer is the female version of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has given us so many of the greatest indie wrestlers that we see on TV today in AEW, Impact, WWE. I mean, they're starting their own invasion, for Christ's sakes. Like, yeah, like... It's gonna be great. So he he deserves it for that because he gave us the company that really let let women's wrestlers do their own thing, be the whole headline on their own. Yep. Not so that, that is that and, definitely well deserved. And it showed that the like he made the women's wrestling the main focus of it. Like he didn't he made them the big draws that made people want to come watch it. Well, yeah, it's an all-women's promotion. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to rely on, like... Men. men, Like, men's star power. No, they let the women have their own star power in the company. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, if they weren't already established names, you had to basically have them built up over time just so it could stay open like that functionally. Yeah. I guess they did work out. I never really, like, paid attention to, like, know what their, like, numbers are, but it's been around a very long time. Like, it's not, like, a very, like, somewhat new promotion. Like, it's been around for, I want to say, maybe close to 10 years. Yeah. Or, like, already over that threshold. But it's been around for a minute and given us a lot of stars. So, great induction for the Indie Hall of Fame. Especially since it's Indie Hall of Fame, there's never one person I saw on that list and said, did it really own the Indies at one point? Exactly. And did everything on the Indies. Exactly right. Like CM Punk is one of those guys who w- would be in the Indie Hall of Fame. So with Daniel Brian Danielson, in retro, uh, AJ yeah. Styles, Roderick Strong, all the like, those are guys that eventually will be in the Indie Hall of Fame because those are guys that. How long has the Indie Hall of Fame been around? This uh, is, this is a new thing. This is the first. This is the first one. Yeah. And GCW is doing this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'm clapping for GCW yeah. because Did for it. something like that to come out of a deathmatch environment-based company, mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking cool. Well, John, I'm pretty sure you have something to say about Jerry Lynn being inducted. Oh, yeah, John. Let's have the floor. This is like something you've waited yeah. for. Like <laughs> We're giving you the floor to yeah. talk about how, Jerry Lynn. How, yeah, how many times on this podcast have you heard John come out and say, Jerry, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn should be part of this. Oh, Jerry, it would have been better if Jerry Lynn was in that. Jerry Lynn, 
Jerry Lynn! Jerry Lynn to AEW. Shannon Moore Kazarni should be in the Indie Hall of Fame. Oh, that's his next one. That's his next one. Now he's just going to say Kazarni instead of Jerry Lynn. He's going to be like, fucking Kazarni out of nowhere. Yes. You have the the floor. Oh, get over it. (laughs) So. And could you also tell us what your obsession with Jerry Lynn is? He's just awesome. Okay. (laughs) Hey, how about you tell him the time on Twitter? Oh. So I randomly decided uh, whichever like wrestlers that um, I like were like I went to their page to see if uh, like their direct messages would open uh, just to send them one gif and that was Dean Winchester saying you're awesome <laughs> like pointing as if you could see that but yeah um, so I messaged like a bunch of people and uh, Jerry Lynn was the only one out of all oh of them God. who said anything. He just he just said, simply said thank you, John. Spoken was, like spoken like a true mark. Like a true mark. <laughs> but here's the list of everyone else that I sent to Jeff. Oh, oh my, my God. God! He really went back to find it. So, Sammy Guevara. <laughs> oh my God! Okay. Aust- Austin Creed, Adam Blavier, <laughs> Adam Sure. Joey Janela, Gigi Dolan, Casey Catanzaro. I understand, Gigi. Darby Allen, Nadia, who is Spencer Charnas' girlfriend. <laughs> um, Brennan, a.k.a. Uh, Mace, or Brennan Williams. Um, Orange Cassidy, a my boy Vern. Vern? Vern. <laughs> Who the fuck is Vern? <laughs> oh, I never showed you Vern. Vern, 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 Vern. Vern notice, for those who don't know, he's fucking awesome. I got to show the guys the clips later. Anyway, uh, next, Evil Uno. <laughs> Luther! Luther with a tongue This is the most random team. list I've ever heard. Matt Seidel, John Silver, Danny Jordan. <laughs> Are you done yet? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Ash Costello, Brandon does everything, uh, Lindsay Snow, and Nick fucking Gage. This is Brandon does that, everything. That's the most random list I've ever fucking Why? I'm going to check all of them and see if anyone saw it. This is sometimes okay, why we don't give you the Let's do floor. that later. Anyway, back on track. Oh, this my God. This is, this is why we don't give them the floor sometimes. Anyway. You're talking. Okay. Another inductee I'm excited about is uh, Lefisto. When I saw that she was inducted, I actually was very surprised, and I kind of hope it doesn't lead to her actually deciding to retire. Because I think it was in 2018 she actually announced that she was retiring. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, the next year she basically said that she didn't, like, want to stay retired and want to c- continue, like, wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you who don't know, she actually had the title of Queen of the Death match when she actually had yep. a match with Necro Butcher. Yep. And it was bloody as shit. And it nah, really nah. stood the test of time because it's been a while since that match happened. Mm-hmm. She also uh, was the Iron Man. Uh, no, wait. she uh, Kevin Steen, who held the Iron Man heavy metal title, which is like, a, I think, DDT's promotion of the hardcore, hardcore title. title. On yeah. steroids. Kevin Steen had it for 364 days until Lefisto pinned him to do it. Wow. That's she pinned impressive. him on the last day of a year. That's impressive. But she's been around for a while. Uh, also, also teaming with uh, Jordine Grace's team, Pog. I'll let y'all figure out the meaning of that word uh, yourself. Uh, she's been around a minute. She's had a lot of amazing matches like with people like Piper Nevin. Like, uh, literally who's who, like Tessa Blanchard at some point. 
Ivelisse was one that you were there for when I was talking to her about with her match in China against Ivelisse, where she had like the doll and it yeah. wasn't like Lily. It was just like the doll was like a mascot and she would like stomp on the doll. And she's like, no. And like the crowd is booing her. And she's like, it's just a stupid doll. By the way, you said who's who? Who was played by Jim Nightheart? Just so you know. Yeah, we get it. Okay. I was excited for Tracy Smothers, man. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that one was sure. deserved. That one sure. was well fucking yeah. deserved. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Tracy Smothers showed everyone that, hey, being extreme is awesome, but don't be afraid to get a little technical in there with it, too. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, but come then, on, guys. But, like, but it, again, it was that, great. That's also what, like, I don't think John gave an example or really fucking did Jerry Lynn justice, so I'm going to give him a little justice here. What? You're saying that you suck Jerry Lynn off more than John? No. Oh, my That's God. What? <laughs> no, what I was going to say was, like, what Nick said about Tracy like, Smothers. Tracy Smothers. Jerry Lynn and RVD did the exact same thing. They showed, especially in a hardcore promotion, you don't need to be hardcore to get a crowd's reaction. And, 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 but yeah, and, if, I, if and, I said that, Brandon would have been like, oh, RVD did all, RVD did all the work. No, I actually, no, no I knew no, how, how no, talented wait a Jerry No, wait was. a minute. I'm, I'm a little upset that you didn't bring out one of Jerry Lynn's infamous moments. I got sidetracked. Yeah, I brought up some real good statistics. Yeah, well, 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 let's bring up the fact that Jerry Lynn Beat the shit out of Steve Carino yep. and wrote die it with his own blood yep. on his forehead and then put the fucking war paint on his cheeks and then proceeded to kill him. Yep. I still remember a triple threat ladder match in TNA where he, I think AJ Styles, I think it was AJ, but I know he was in the match. He had like a damn cradle pile driver off the top, like the side of the ladder. And they were already like a good couple feet above the top rope on the ladder. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't at the top of it, but they were at least above the top rope. And he hit like a pile driver from up there on the ladder. And it was like a ladder match in TNA. And I'm just like, I've never seen a pile driver that high. And I've never seen one since then. And I'm pretty sure I've pretty dis- I've discovered a good reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was like one of the most memorable moments I've think of Jerry Lynn, just because it was the most insane thing I've seen him do. Besides his matches in ECW, which are always fun to watch, but he's also really mentored a lot of guys. I mean, oh yeah, AEW hired him as on, on as a coach for a reason. He's mm-hmm. coached a lot of people coming through. Yeah, because he knows the ins and outs of like yep. you, like because like what I was saying about like him being ECW. Like a company that was all about getting the, I hate to say, but cheap reactions of like chairs and tables and all the the hardcore the hardcore style. Shit. Like he knows the difference. He of, knows the technicality. He knows the say. technicality. Same with Steve Carino. Yeah, Carino was a fantastic in ring. Would never really notice because nine times out of ten he was, you know fucking crimson red hair and fucking couldn't see his face half the time. And last week we just saw his son Colby in that freaking awesome that was insane. hardcore match that was DPW. Insane. That was insane. Shout out to DPW. But anyway, on the eve of what possibly could be GCW's WrestleMania. Yeah, this is this is as big. I wouldn't say as big, but it's close to Ring of Honor, New Japan, San Diego. I mean, look, you're in Hammerstein. It don't matter. Like the history Hammerstein, behind it is enough to get buzz. Hammerstein yeah. has a reputation. Yeah, Ring of Honor, WWE. I say ECW more than anything else. Well, 
that too, but ECW is more What? Uh, ECW owned that building. No, no, it was the building in uh Philly. 2300 arena. That yeah. was the ECW that arena. Was the, that was no. the OG ECW arena. No, Hammerstein was it for a while too. But for Hammerstein, I'm kind of sad that I'm not going to the Falling Birds show tonight because I'm pretty sure GCW people are, are going to be there, such as like Ruby Soho and stuff and pages with uh, the band for the tour and stuff. So kind of so, missing out on that. Well, at least Paige does something with, Ron, with Falling Birds. Way to right. sound positive that yeah. you don't like being uh, here. I feel... <laughs> No, I, I love like, being It's here. nice to have you here, I, too, I, I really, bitch. I love being here. He just loves following you in reverse more than us. Not true. So. <laughs> okay. We have GC... We have... Uh, the card The itself. card. GCW, the world on GCW 2002. 22. I'm sorry. 2002 Damn, we went back in time, my years guy. ago. I'm, t- I'm, I'm an asshole. Anyway. <laughs> So I guess let's start with the first match on the pre-show. Yep. We got Jack Cartwheel versus Dante Leone versus Ninja Mac versus Nick Wayne versus Grim Reefer a versus Alex Zane in a six-way scramble match. That correction is that Wikipedia? No. Okay, never mind. The site doesn't want to put the the GCW what GCW actually calls it the clusterfuck match, but yes, the clusterfuck scramble. Okay. That's what they call it. Predictions on who you guys think is going to win. Uh, instantly going into this, Ninja I'm going to say, yeah, Ninja Mac. Yeah. I go Alex Zane. Going Alex I kind of agree with that, to be honest. So two for Alex Zane, two for Ninja Mac. But you got to wonder, since it's a big Hammerstein show and stuff, we have a lot of people announced already, but there, there could be, be a surprise. surprise. Like Ali Ketch was in one, the one that we watched. As like Which bring, was she already announced for that? Which brings uh, us. No. Which no, brings us to match number two. Oh, not that one. The it one is a eight-person battle royal. TBA okay. versus TBA versus TBA versus TBA versus TBA oh, versus yeah. TBA versus TBA versus TBA. I got money on TBA. I got my money on TBA. I'm going with bacon. Okay. That works, too. Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan there versus Invisible Dan. <laughs> So now and ran, ran. I go, Buddy Matthews. Really, he could be in it. He could, yeah. He could. He very well could. Adam Sher. Yeah, he could be a, in a it. Very possibility. Jerry Lynn. Oh, suck it up. You never. I, honestly, you. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Nope. The time is over. <laughs> so anyway, up next we got Matt Cardona with Chelsea Green versus Joey Janela. Now this match, leg- legitimately. <laughs> On Twitter, somebody did ask made a My Way hype package for this match. I have to see it afterwards. Yes, you're going to. It is fucking great. I like and how this also, started. Just for, uh, just for this match, they put out like a WrestleMania-type card, and they had a uh, fucking green light playing. <laughs> that was in Heels Court, remember? <laughs> so, yeah. No, wait, it was the My House one they played in Heels Court. Shout out. WrestleMania 32. Yeah. Shout out to Malik and all the boys in the Heels' Lounge Court. Lounge Court. Yeah, yeah it's, it's court. court now. It's not lounge anymore. Hear ye, hear ye. Fuck this so shit. So I got Matt Cardona. The fucking profile picture is a <laughs> meme itself. I know, now. right? First it was Hook's face at the show. <laughs> what if Hook wins a scramble? Anyway, I mean, or yeah. Yo, what if Hook shows up? <laughs> Send real. Hook. Yes. Send Hook to Hammerstein. Yeah. Or beer. So, predictions, Cardona, 
I got Cardona because it's GCW and we'll, they'll get heat on them. Maybe toilet paper and stuff. I don't know. Uh, I'm in agreement to that. Uh, uh, I, I, can, I can get by that. I'll go. I'll go Cardona because it's him and Chelsea. Yeah, and, and Chelsea's uh, having an affair. They're doing the same thing that Flair did with Macho Man. I think that's the point. Do you love the fact? Have you seen the fact that they made a shirt out of the picture yep. too? And it's fucking awesome. That's a fun and scene. like Chelsea, like replied to it. Like one of the first few people had said, "Take that damn shirt down." Yep. But um, I'm gonna have to go uh, Cardona. I would have over to... uh, Janela. I would have to agree. I don't, but I'm also thinking where I don't know if they want to would want to wear out the feud like extend it more because i don't because it's not like a no like a hardcore match no no it's it's as of right now yes but it's gcw so they might just exactly do, like no rules for any match yeah so yeah but i would go matt cardona i think we're all in the greens of cardona yeah, yeah. You know, next next match i would say ruby soho we didn't even say who it was you, you didn't even you you went right over oh. the match jeff jarrett versus effie so I was going. This, this is, so I was going in order of what I have on my laptop. So this is fucking weird, but it's I a love weird it. match, and I somehow think Effie's gonna win. I don't know. I'm going with Jarrett. I mean, this. Is, I think Jarrett might stick around. I like his his look now. His look seems to fit like his re- version of GCW he, he, Jeff Jarrett. He, he reminds me of Johnny Cash when the man comes around. Yeah, I, I already told you on the way here that he reminded me of like a darker version of Chris Pratt in the, uh, the Magnificent Seven. I got that kind of vibe, especially with the black cowboy hat and trench coat with the guitar and everything. And uh, the funny thing is that um, with uh, Jeff Jarrett is that he was just on SmackDown. Like, and then uh, Brent Lauderdale put on Twitter, I did uh, Vince a favor. He owes me one. <laughs> and now we can go in to Ru- Ruby Soho versus Ali Catch. Time limit draw. <laughs> I don't want to pick. <laughs> I don't either, but you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. I'm going to go out on the whim and say time limit draw. Just for the sake of picking that for some scenario tonight on that card. Yes. Why the fuck not? Time limit draw. Going alley catch and saying you're both dumb. Okay. <laughs> but Fair I respect enough. your decision. Fair enough. I will just, just gonna nod. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho. Okay. Okay, so we're getting three different answers here. Yeah. All right. But I agree with what you said afterwards, but also still respected. Just I don't see. It any, doesn't feel the same way. I just, I, said I, just it. I just don't. I just don't feel like GCW is that kind of company that would do a time limit draw. Okay, so if I have to make a pick, it's, it's going to be like, Ruby. Like you could keep your. It's th- going to be Ruby. You could keep your time limit draw. Why'd you have to speak and let them not right. have their draw All as right. a final choice? I'll, I'll just pick Ali Catch because them dies though. Damn right. it! What the fuck, Brandon? You and ruined a perfectly good prediction. So we still get the point if it's draw. Ruby so okay, I'll, like, oh my, yeah. Wrestling crush, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go against her. Uh, up next, we got Team Bandito, which is, which is ASF, Bandito, and Laredo Kid versus Team Gringo, Arez, Demonic Flamita, and Gringo Loco. Uh, gonna Team go Bandito. Team Bandito. They yeah. have Laredo Kid and him, and also I think they might have him uh, go over to like uh, have some sort of maybe face off with Gresham later. Yeah, because yeah. to build up to the Ring of Honor show in uh, April. That's a fun little fact. Did you know that Dan- that Brian Danielson? I almost said Daniel Bryan. 
that uh, he didn't know that Bandito uh, had to step out of that show and actually considered filling in. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Gresham versus Brian Danielson for the OG fucking Ring of Honor title on short notice. He just fucking amazing. <laughs> Sorry, just wanted to put that last thought inside everybody's head. Gotcha. Uh, so, everyone, final picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team Bandito. Bandito. Yeah. Bandito. Up next, the Briscoes versus TBA. Now, first things first. Who do we think is going to be TBA? And I think I don't even have to ask. Let's all I think say it'll be it kind of odd. On three, one, two, three. F- Fuck the The revival. Fuck them. Like I said, I don't even it think, seems it, too it, perfect. It exactly. I think it'll be someone else to lead. To, I, I don't know. I think maybe they'll answer it, and maybe it'll just divulge into a brawl, and then they'll announce it. Watch it be the Lucha Bros after the match. It turns out it's FTR. <laughs> now, who do we think is going to win? Is it going to be the Briscoes or TBA? Because we're not sure if it is the FTR. It just seems like it is going to be. I got the Briscoes. I'm going to say TBA, whoever it I'm is. I'm going to say TBA. Because uh, they've left it open-ended and se- like had this uh, announced for a minute now. So I'm going to go with uh, TBA. I think I'm going to go TBA. Because they it. let this simmer for a minute. I got to go with I, and the Briscoes. And, I could, and, I, and here's my reasoning for it. I could see it as like knowing what they've been talking about on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. saying like, you know, you're saying you don't want to do any of this. Like the FTR saying to the Briscoes, you don't want to do any of this Twitter beef. But all you're doing is going to Twitter, make them f- take the titles from them, make them fucking invade AEW. Get a fuck get, like how like their gimmick kind of is like where the shooters fucking go after them and get the titles back. That's what I could see. We'll see. Up next, we got Jordan Oliver versus PCO versus Leo Rush. Versus versus Alex Cologne versus Tony Deppin versus Jimmy Lloyd in the grab the brass ring ladder match. My heart wants to say Jimmy Lloyd, but I gotta say Tony Deppin. My heart wants to say PCO, but I have to say Leo Rush. <laughs> my heart wants to say Jordan Oliver, but um, I have to say Leo Rush. I'm saying Leo oh, okay. Rush too. It's not just, it's not just because oh. it's Leo Rush, it's because. Like, the names sound familiar, but I'm not familiar with most of the guys. Gotcha. Up next, for the Ring of Honor World Championship, Jonathan Gresham versus Blake Christian. Gresham. 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 Easily. Gresh. I don't see a Roxy scenario repeating itself. No. No. That was a one-time thing, because I don't think Roxy's returning to Ring of Honor. And then, of course, John Moxley versus Homicide for the GCW World Championship match. Moxley. Mox. Mox. Mox easily. And uh, there's actually one unannounced uh, match um, that I think will be announced because it was uh, like mentioned or like teased on the lead up to uh, the show, which is um, it is Sabu versus Atticus. Isn't Sabu oh, yeah, retired? That's right. he, no, Sabu, he, he, he threw retired. a chair into Atticus's head on the on the road. But like he retired like a couple months ago. Yeah. Like last year. So fine. So sure. so final predictions. So I guess he's out of final predictions for Mox and Homicide. Mox. Everybody was Mox, I think. Mox, right? So now, real quick. So now, right, but right, the word. This is gonna take us right into uh, into break. John, take so, it away. Nick Gage, quote: 
I am not on the GCW Hammerstein show. Go ask the guys that own the company why. So something maybe went down with the company. I don't know. I don't know. Either it's a work, but at the it same time, sound like at the it. same time, Gage sounds actually like pissed off, agitated. I'll give my opinion on this if we go into the if we're doing it in the second half. I feel we'll probably hear more information after the show and pay per view concludes tomorrow. Maybe oh, yeah. some news like during the weekdays. Yeah. But with that said, we will be right back with part two of High Side of the Ropes. And we are back with part two of High Side of the Ropes. High side of the ropes. Sorry, I, I, I got tongue High side of the ropes. God, oh, we are Mason's here again. In. Back at it again. Time to crack another one. Fuck yeah. All right. Stone Cold drinks of bears. Anyway. But no, so. So here we are back again with some more topics. The first half of this show was all about GCW. Now, and the Indie Hall of Fame. And the Indies. But now this, this is where shit gets interesting. So before we can start the second half of the show, yep. right? Yep. I'm not sure if we got to the other ones, but we, in the span of just a couple weeks apart from each other, uh, we lost three legends in not only music, but in acting and television. We lost Betty White. We lost Bob Saget. And just recently, we lost Meatloaf. So, a quick moment of silence for all three. And we're back. Very we're, emotional. We were supposed to do that in the beginning of the show, but... We didn't get the chance to. We kind of veered off track. Veer. Every, yeah, veer. Speaking of veering off track, it seems like veer has lost... The, track of where the fuck he's supposed to be this he's winning the rumble he was clearly watching betty white's performance in lake placid have you ever seen that yes it's fucking hysterical it is i love that movie I just for I, her and I, lo I love how at the end it's like no big deal and she's just feeding she's feeding him again years. it's like oh it's no big deal yeah especially how like uh well well that you've been out this movie's been out for several years so you already had your spoiler how like the police first went there yep. and then like how afterwards she just so casually revealed like oh like it killed my husband too and she was like and they're all like what you didn't say at the first well you didn't ask <laughs> it's like i feel it. you just see her slapping a cows on the ass yep. she's like come and get it and it fucking eats and kills the cow and they're all like what the hell is wrong with you oh god her, her calling uh, the sheriff an ass her performance and just go with it was fantastic oh yeah uh what else i forgot the name of the movie but the one with steve martin that queen latifah was into i'm drawing a blank on the name but i know exactly you know what one you're talking about where he tried to defend the queen latifah's character who just yep. got out of jail yep yeah and then obviously bob saget Outstanding stand-up comedian and America's favorite dad and Danny Tanner. Full house. Um, and then Meatloaf, God, his acting performance in Rocky Horror Picture Show was phenomenal. His music is just amazing. If you haven't listened to Meatloaf, please do so. It is very good for the soul. 
But anyway, RIP one more time. Now we're back into it. So some oops. shit has some, happened. Some some stuff some stuff has really wrestling has taken a turn in a weird fucking direction. And why do you have hook hair? That's the I'm best comparison for it. I'm a hooker. <laughs> you know he Actually, looks. Actually, I'm not even. I, this I, looks I like, wasn't. This looks like a Super Saiyan form of his emo phase. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was. You okay there, buddy? <laughs> no, don't worry. So anyway, um, I was gonna keep this secret, but um. <laughs> so I was gonna keep this secret, but I was gonna grow my hair out even more and be hooked for Halloween. Go for it! I'm oh, with yeah. it. I can't wait to see the finished product. That's all have, I'm gonna say. I just gotta get so many chips. I'll be Taz. <laughs> yes. I'll be Taz. Make it up orange. Forth. You're the shortest orange person England. here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Respect, but exactly. Everybody has said it. I'm with it. Where that burn Christian Cage said, "I'm glad you're on the stage so I can look you dead in the eyes." I'm like, oh my god, he really didn't just go there. So anyway, uh, this week. I'm a hooker. Yes, you are. We get it. Um, so someone re- asked for their release this week. Ali. Mustafa Ali. Ali. And given what's been going on. asked him, for his release and was denied, denied said release. And given what's been going on with him, you really can't blame him for asking for it. No, yeah. you really can't at and all. Th- and then there was the development that he actually got into a supposed argument with Vince too. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of led to a little bit of his hiatus. Yeah. Besides him taking the one day off for his uh, paternity leave for his wife, yeah. which he only asked for the one day and they haven't bought him back since. And I think they said his last time on television was November. Or December? But either way, been, it's been a while. Ali has been stuck in shitty situations. Like the retribution? They gave him retribution and it went nowhere. And then it ended on the kickoff show with barely anybody to see it. No payoff. Retribution has to be one of, if not the worst faction in wrestling history. Also, you gotta remember the how the it has to be. The, how the there's no way that there's a fucking stupider angle that they would try and run with zero build, change the names of people that hey are already established. Gave them shitty masks. Gave them shitty masks and basically tried to be the PG purge. But also, you have to remember that uh you have to remember that. Okay, good for the freaking Packers, Brandon. Uh, you have to remember that the hacker gimmick that he was supposedly a part of yeah. got ended in retribution in the worst way possible. Basically, him just admitting he was the hacker, just nonchalantly, casually. Like, and just, oh, yeah, it was me. Yeah, and it was like a couple weeks in, already into the retribution gimmick where he just casually admitted it. Yep. And the hacker gimmick... Didn't go anywhere besides the Mandy Rose and Otis story. Yeah, that was it. And then the match happened at Mania, and then that was the last we ever heard of it. Yep. But now Ali is getting Neville. Yep. I don't know if he's getting Neville because Neville they froze the contract, and also he was literally just stuck in like uh, Newcastle. Yeah. And just like it was like over several months, so I don't know because they didn't freeze it, but they denied his release. Well, I still consider that Neville. Considering it being a Neville situation, because yes, they didn't froze it. He was Nevilleized. 
even though it wasn't frozen, he's still being denied release. And they're not doing, they're not going to do anything with him. So they're just going to keep him there. Yeah. I don't see a Neville because the word going around is that they don't really want to get rid of him because of depending on how many years or how many days he has left on his contract, which I could kind of understand because I don't know when he resigned and how many years he has left. Yeah. But, uh, the proposed thing that was going on was when he was like on TV and stuff like that, having that push with uh, Brian. Brian was one of the people who were pushing for him. Because remember, Brian was like a backstage, like in creative producer role yeah, yeah. before he left. So he was like kind of like uh, his like person that was in favor for him. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, like with Paul Heyman and a few uh, guys. Like, yeah, especially Heyman bought up a lot of guys when he was in charge of Raw. Like, there were definitely more fucking Heyman guys around. Like, he had his own second run of ECW again. Yeah. But um, with Ali, it was just. It wasn't surprising that he asked for it. And then he posted the picture that I showed you yeah. of the Joker watching the money burn, which was like the day yeah. after it was announced that they denied yep. uh, his uh, request release, which I still think it's not a Neville because Neville, they froze the contract and he's not, and he didn't get paid. Yeah. He could still be getting paid just to stay at home, which is usually the case because be. they haven't bought him back. Like that one day, I don't think he was paid. The rest, he yeah. probably is. He's just getting that paycheck and maybe getting that classic phrase, creative has nothing for you. Yeah. yeah. Even though there were ideas, multiple ideas pitched, like the uh, United like United States of Ali or something. Yeah, that uh, the new America and yeah. the, promo, the promo package that they had released of him talking about it. Mm-hmm. And he said like, oh, this was w- what was going to happen. And he actually had a few people getting it trending to have it happen anyway. And it just never picked up, and he still wasn't bought back to TV. The gimmick low-key gave me Sean O'Hare vibes, and I loved it. It was great because it seemed at least something that fit with the time that we have going on. Yeah. yeah. It felt like that new gimmick that was just like, I don't want to say ahead of its time, but perfect for the time we're in right now. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be a something that should take off. I thought it was going to actually turn into its own thing. I was kind of surprised that the hype died down uh, faster than it uh, perceived it, perceived it was going to go. But like, man, like he's just had one tough break after one tough break. And he really is talented. He is. Because that, that push that Kofi got was originally going to go to him. Oh yeah. And like, that was a match that was going to happen between him and Kofi. And it also never did. Mm -hmm. And that was just one shortcoming after one shortcoming after another. And I could really see him doing well, no matter what company he goes to, but just like they're not utilizing him here. So I don't know why they would keep him if they're not going to keep using him. Yeah. But if you you watch his Instagram videos of him in the ring, you you can tell how talented and how technical he really is. Yeah, me and Eddie were talking about that. Like, uh, besides him, like, no looking on the sharpshooter when he had his back turned in that transition was a schoolboy from the apron. Go yeah. and look at his Instagram of that transition he did in the ring. Like, uh, just, like, running through drills and shit. That was amazing just to show, like, him, like, on a technical level. He's a fucking high flyer. Yep. But it's weird to see... I think they maybe want to try one last Hail Mary. And I think since it's WWE, they might try to repackage 
their own narrative for him on him I could see before that. he leaves. Yeah. But um, I could see that happening. I could also see maybe them doing something for the Rumble. Maybe they just want a Rumble fill. Also, there's rumored about the Chamber going to Saudi. So they could maybe want him to do something there again. It's a possibility. So well, that, that, that could be chamber, something. The Saudi Chamber thing was officially announced. Yeah, yeah, the so, WrestleMania Chamber. That could def that oh, could definitely be a, that, oh that could God. still definitely be a thing. They could probably want like somebody to just fill in that spot in the chamber since right. he is pretty like big in Saudi. Or Mansoor. Yeah, Mansoor could be in it too. Well, Mansoor's probably more than likely going to be on the card. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, just bad for Ali. Very bad. Yeah, and speaking of re- well contracts in, in wrestling contracts terms, uh. A- Few wrestlers' contracts are coming up in AEW or have come up. Let's talk about the big one. I found this out in the middle of work, and I sent you it through text because I wanted you to get it. I was scrolling, and it was just like, oh, Fightful Select reports that Cody Rhodes, uh, TNT champion, and I couldn't see the rest of it. It was just dot, dot, dot. I'm like, oh, what? Clicked on it, thinking re-signed a new deal because Jericho's and the Bucks expired. And they had re-signed already, I think. So I'm thinking, oh, re-signed. Oh, no, it's been a free agent for about a week now. And I'm like, oh, like in-ring talent? Like in-ring contract? Oh, no, EVP contract. Both contracts. Wow! I'm just like, this is not, 2022 ain't taking his time. I'm like, this is pretty big. Because it's he's an EVP of the company. Yeah. And he holds the network uh, title for TNT. Yep. He's their guy. And it was just like, dude, did you just win that title? And it's like, what the hell is going on? There's rumors that it's a publicity stunt. And that it's just to get uh, uh, numbers in. Like, it could be a work. But either way... It got me to fucking tune in when he was announced to show up on Dynamite. It was kind of, yeah. it was kind of like, uh, like what I, what I was thinking about with the Nick Gage thing with GCW, kind of like a work shoot. Okay, that's what I was kind of thinking, like, because like you want to get the attention, so it's like get the fans to notice, and it's like, oh, is this real or is this fi-? like make them question wrestling, make them question what they're seeing. If it's a work, it'd be dope if they do it like uh, Cody's like, yeah, I don't have um, my contracts up, stuff like that. But then he signs a new contract, and in the new co- in the new contract, he has a world title shot. But here's the thing. Even the promo that he delivered, he, he started it off pretty coy and the pretty, like, you know, like, you know, yeah. like he started it off basically like, so what y'all want to talk about? Yeah. Which I I laughed at. It was just like, you know. You know everybody knows. And he really didn't talk about it that much. He didn't dive into it. No. He more than likely just said, oh, like, uh, we're going to get... He mainly just put over the match with Guevara. Mm-hmm. And, like, how yeah. now it's a ladder match, yeah. which is going to be killer. But it makes me want to see who's going to win it. And that really might determine whether or not Cody's actually going to stick around. And I find it fucking hilarious, the fucking memes we're going to get. Cody Rhodes is now all elite. <laughs> <laughs> I I need to see that. Yeah, but they can they can also do like, you know how MJF is like, oh, the bidding war of twenty twenty four and the shots at WWE. He could say like, I don't have a, like if he really turned heel, he could be like, 
I still don't have the contract here. I could go back to the other place and take this title with me. Well, he also, well, MJF still shits on Cody, even on his Facebook page. If you don't follow MJF on Facebook, That's, follow his fucking uh, Facebook one. That shit's fucking hilarious. From what I, I, I don't think MJF, I don't think it's, it's a fan him. one. Well, either way, it's check it out. One. Some of the memes are fucking hilarious. Yeah, I agree. Especially the one where Samoa Joe got released the first time. That shit was fucking funny. But, uh, anyway, it checked out for your free shit. But, uh, either way, like, it makes you really want to tune in to see what the hell's going to go on with that title match. Yeah. Because him being a free agent is just bizarre. Because, once again, EVP, also champion, and he barely minced words about it, and he basically said, oh, we're going to get that contract. Guevara's going to get the match contract. I'm going to get it. And maybe it might be the contract I might want. Maybe it might not be. I think it might be that situation of, I don't think I'm getting paid the amount that I deserve. Especially since now he has to show Rhodes to the top. Yeah. It could be just a money play. And, and how he's just going to show, like, yo, I'm serious. Like, I will sit out if you if I think I'm getting cheated. And and, this might be a money play. And he's also me. and he's also got the, the go big show. Yeah, thing that but I think he still wants to protect his worth. Yeah, and he's willing to show like I'll sit, I'll literally will let my contract expire and just sit out and wait for a better deal until I get one or or I'll find something else. Yeah, I think that's his bargaining because you know also now he's a new father, and like he has his reality show. Here's also the Go Big Show. He's becoming a very big name for AEW as a whole. Yeah. If you have at least heard of AEW, I'm pretty sure you at least know about Jericho and Cody at this point. Yeah. Because Cody's been everywhere as much as, like, like you could almost argue Cena. Because he has his, like, own, like, show now. Mm-hmm. He's starting to be a very big name. Yeah. So I could see it being a money play. Like, it could be. Like, and like I do kind of uh, uh, agree with somewhat of what John said. What was it you said again? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Some. It was something about like, oh, maybe that's how he turns heel. Like he wants a world oh, yeah. title shot. Like it's a so, work. So like his yeah. uh, his contract that he signs turns out to have like a world title shot in it. Or like since he signed a new contract, he doesn't have to abide by the old one. Like anymore. the big shows. I got an ironclad <laughs> contract. They had the urge to Dude, I heard about it five times already. I get it. You even lost already and you're still saying I get it. Like I, I like the idea I like that idea because it is a way to get him into the world title shot without fans complaining, like, oh, you're going back on your word. I'm not going back on my word, my contract. Says, and he's still teasing the line. If he doesn't pull the trigger at one point, I'm saying he's straight a tweener. Because now you're just playing both sides. And also, if you look at how he like wrestles, he's a face that can wrestle heel yeah. with the brutality he just delivers. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just straight fucking overkill. It's like, oh, hey, I got two more finishers left. Fuck it. <laughs> you, but I think John. I think that... um. When he wins the t- if he wins the title, <laughs> it should be done with one move, and that's the pedigree. Oh my god, that'd be the biggest <laughs> shot ever. Because it already is like a fu that he's doing like the damn tiger driver, but he really yep. sinks in those hooks as yep. slow as he can. It makes you think during the world title match he's doing that, but just drops the pedigree and wins the title like that. He even said like, "Oh, I could have thought about doing another move," but him being a free agent is surprising to me. 
I don't think we'll hear anything about it until uh, around beach break, and I'd say maybe afterwards. Now, speaking of beach break, um, you know where they're going to be, right? Yeah, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. I wonder. Or if Candace, he's going to wait until Candace has the baby. When is this? This is Wednesday. This Wednesday? During Johnny Go- yes, during Johnny Gargano's hometown, yes. Do you guys think Gargano is And the name is of the show co- is called Beach Break. Yeah. In the wintertime. Oh, yeah. In Ohio. In Ohio. But do you guys think that Gargano is going to debut? Maybe, but let's get... Oh, <coughs> sorry. Well, you just brought it up last minute. Thanks for your very elaborate... We'll, bring it up. we'll talk about it later, John. Uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's a big maybe. But John gets off topic and ahead of himself way too much on this show. John, when you're excited, we I are too. Heard, I, I heard Beach Break. I was just mentioning that real quick. Seeing you guys' opinion, that's all. All right. But some other some other contracts that are coming up. Well, actually, one that's already up. Leo Rush. Yeah, his uh, no, he's not. Leo Rush isn't up. Peter right. Avalon's or Peter up. Avalon's Leo up. Rush announced that uh, his is expire on February fourteenth, and that he's taking bookings. And he yeah. basically said, "I am a free agent." Yeah, like he's on basically February said 14th. he's not resigning. And that kind of got like the whole big swole thing. Yeah, that's what I, I going because Tony Khan did not issue anything. I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm pretty sure after the whole big swole thing, I don't think he's. But from what it's saying, like it sound, it still sounds like it's on a positive because, like you know, like Tony, like seems like that guy he want he wants to end like on good terms, especially with Leo Rush, because yeah. there was that time where he got signed, got injured, retired, then came out of retirement, and he still did some stuff around. But I just kind of hope before he leaves, he just you know, at least finishes that angle with Dante. Yeah. But uh, Peter Avalon's expired today. Yep. Uh, Even though I heard that it was like, oh no, he's just adding bookings to his contract. Uh, Lever Bates said, "Oh no, that was uh, a little while ago." But uh, she, like, then again, she probably didn't know about the contract thing. And even if she did, I don't think she would say it any either way. But um, uh, Brian Cage is expiring soon, which I didn't know about. I know Janella's is at the end of the month. I I don't know when. When it comes to Brian Cage, I'm. I hate to say this, but I'm glad he's leaving AEW. Well, we don't know yet. It's well, still ex- like it's expiring, and also the company is not announcing when people depart. So it's basically just a guessing game. Yeah, it's just they really haven't done anything with him. When was the last time you saw him on AEW television? Uh, wasn't it the loss to Ricky Starks for the FTW title on Rampage in Philly? Was it? Wasn't think that was. the last match? That, for me, that was the last match, yeah. Yeah, but that was the last time. Uh, There's also, like, his wife yeah. going on Twitter and basically saying, like, you know, that she uh, didn't find his placement, like, like great, like, usage of him in the company. And then there was, like, reports, to, like, that he got some heat for that, whether or not it was from competitors or backstage, but whatever. Like, that, there was all that. Um, I would say he's like leaving. There's still like time for it to be bought up because Revolution is right around the corner too. It is. And then there's still like double or nothing in May. So if he does leave, there's still a lot of options for him. There is. Uh, there's rumors saying that he could go to WWE. Um, I really don't think he would fit there, especially with WWE right now. Nope. But if he were to go somewhere else, he could go back to Impact. He could go straight to GCW, and that sounds interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, He can go back with the new Ring of Honor because the new Ring of Honor is just focusing on their, like, uh, 
regular titles. Like they got rid of the trios. Uh, uh, I think the pure championship is gone now. Again. Yeah. It's just the tag women's singles and uh, television. And that's it. So I could see him going there and okay. being a part of that new ring of honor. Cause they announced a super card. So they're, they're back. Yeah. Uh, Janela. I just, I don't see him resigning. Sad to say, I thought they were going to do something with him. Yeah. But so far, he's just mainly been on dark. And he, I mean, he's killing it in the indies. I don't see him having after, a problem. It was, yeah. It was more or less after, like, maybe AEW's first six months. GCW, I think, when he really started to just. But he's been a part of GCW for a minute. Exactly. Like, uh, spring break 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. But, like, with Janela, like, 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 what I was saying was, like, for the first six months, give or take, was. Because it was like him, Darby, and Jimmy Havoc, the three of them in that fucking uh, good with that fucking amazing triple threat hardcore match. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of after that that it, that his stock kind of went down after a while because that's the problem with bringing in more and more names is that people get lost in the shuffle. Well, yeah, we knew it was bound to happen. Yeah. Well, he did have like his moments afterwards. Yeah, like but- there was a few, like the short feud of Kip Sabian. There's the match he had with Kenny Omega when Omega turned full heel and had the world title. There was the tag team with Sonny Kiss that lasted for a minute. That then t- there was the blow-off feud with it. And then after that, that's kind of when it simmered down. Well, the, like, they gave him a... The match with Moxley? Uh, uh, dark, the heart, Extreme Rules or Hardcore match? That was uh, Omega on Dark. Uh, Moxley was, was uh, Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest, The yeah. very first one. Yeah, to go back and watch. Yeah, that was the one we watched on Bleacher Report. Oh yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was on. Uh, uh, no, that was uh, that Dark was Omega versus uh, Janela. That was on the second episode of Dark. Okay, before uh, Dark became the basically developmental shows. Well, yeah, they still. Well, it's still pretty good though. Yeah, they yeah. have a lot of stars going through there. Even WWE signed one of them. Like they signed a. I forgot his name, but he had competed on Dark nine times. Yeah, basically. Uh, but. Yeah, Janela, I don't see resigning. Also, he loves to work indies, yeah. so I could see him like just going indies anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's now, it for the free agency and the contracts for AEW. Yeah. So now, I, I mean, I know, yes. I know, none of us here are in the business of renaming people like <sighs> Gunner Mobilabuddy or you know whatever. The oh yeah, is. when he bought that up. But uh, yeah, this moves into our fucking annoying topic of the night. And we're sadly, it's about Volter. Yeah, because I'm not calling him the other name that he was given. You're not going to call him that? Nope. No. Not even for the newsworthy purpose that it brings. Fuck no. All right, I'm going to have, all right, just, yeah, I'm going to have to, but I, I, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. Well, we're not obviously going to keep calling him. It got dropped. It's just that it uh, happened. It was a thing, and also, name changes in WWE are pretty common, but damn, you at least thought they would have learned how to search something before making it official. All right, so let's get into, so where it all started, before this decision was even made, before the the, the, the reveal even happened, it was just noted that WWE trademarked the name Gunther Stark. To which, if you look Gunther Stark up on Google, you know, the site that pretty much tells you 
everything. Gunther Stark is a Nazi World War II U-boat commander. Mm-hmm. So why did WWE want to trademark the name of a Nazi commander? And it's not like they just trademarked Gunther. They trademarked the whole fucking name with intent to use it. And also, it didn't look like it was even going to be used for Walter in the first place. And what's so funny about it was uh, uh, WrestleTalk's uh, guy with the mask, Tempest, was talking to somebody who was watching the match because it was right after Roderick Strong versus Walter. And he was talking to somebody who basically said, wow, even WWE can't F up Walter versus Roderick Strong. Little did he know, in a conversation I was having with Eddie, like right around the time NXT was going on, was who is in charge of writing and creative in NXT? And I'm like, uh, you think Eddie would say like, oh, is it Triple H? I'm like, no, he's not back yet. Or something along those lines. I'm like, I think it's just all Pritchard. Like it's Pritchard all across the board. Like I know he's raw. And SmackDown, I think it's also now NXT. It's him and somebody else on NXT, but I know he's on NXT. Tell me how they won't tell And then, uh, so I'm like, yo, like, if it's a shit angle or anything, you know who to blame. And then it was a shit angle literally a couple minutes later. Yeah, literally. And I just remember laughing the next day. And I saw, I saw Walter in ring, and right after he said it, the look on his face just said it all. Like, he did not... If you go back and watch his, his facial expression. Not even just that. After the, na- after the name Gunta left his mouth, the look on his face was just, why did I have to say that? Also, he was why like... Why did I have to say that? Also, that he cut him off like, nine! No, the winner is Gunta! And you just hear the pause? For me, it was the crowd. Because they really, like... It took them a minute. Everyone was confused. For a minute, they were confused. But then they all just recognized they just changed his name. And this is a guy who is like the United States, like not United States, NXT United Kingdom champion for like what, over 800 days? Ready for that? Yeah, yeah. note note something else when he made his entrance. Mm -hmm. He had his normal entrance. Yeah. Yeah, It said Walter in the big friggin' letters and everything. And someone actually pointed it out. They're like, wow, did they really have Walter announce his own name change? Like. Lazy fucks. Like that. Like what? (laughs) And the thing is, like, it's weird because you could argue, oh, they want to do it to maybe make like uh, him like their own star because like everything he accomplished is going to be under our new name because they'll do that. They'll change their name. So they could almost feel like, you know, they had a hand in it. Or Bruce Prichard did this. Ooh, I see big foreign heel gimmick. Let's do it. But here's the thing. Obviously, you don't really want to talk about the whole, like, you know, U-boat commander and the history behind that. And obviously Nazi Germany and any of that. He's Austrian. Let's talk about that. He's not even German. Let's all let's also bring up the fact that a gigantic backlash from German fans. I didn't were see it. I didn't see. Pissed. I didn't see backlash from. But I highly, I highly wouldn't doubt it. 
there was an article on it. It literally said like the German fan base of WWE were very, very like Oh, I believe it. Against this whole thing. I, I very much believe that. Oh, but it came out nowhere. I had people because uh, I posted the tweet on my story of somebody basically saying, out of all the things that I could have imagined WWE doing to uh Walter, giving him a name change uh, named after a Nazi U-boat commander was not one of the things I could have imagined WWE doing. Yep. And I had quite a few people who bit some who didn't even watch in a couple of years yeah. saying what? And I sent them the screenshot of the search of it and the screenshot along with the name change of it from being Walter to Gunther. Cause they had the name change on the website yeah. for the day yeah. before they abandoned the trademark, which Good to know that we're actually above that. It's like, congratulations, you abandoned the trademark. That doesn't make the fact that we are know what it's originally named after. Yeah. So the, I'm I'm still not behind it. It's like just because you just because you made the the trademark go away doesn't mean that the intent that I don't know your intent to use it originally and that his name is still Gunther. And not only that, <laughs> just the just like just the poor attention to detail. Like they did, they obviously didn't search it. No, they didn't like the fact that or it they was did. Just, and like I'm just dumb. When cultaholics reported it, they reported it before, like even like Walter even said it on TV. Yeah. They reported like in the morning, like the trademark and announced, and they basically had no clue who it was going to go to. Yeah. It was just, Oh, here's a trademark that WE patented. Yeah. Don't know, but we Google searched it. Here's this. And it's not really that much surprise. Like the original oh, Tony D'Angelo, there was like some like serial killer stuff there. Yeah. Uh, stuff along that line that just involved and like then, homicide. And then yeah. some of the, we got like, th there was a bunch of obviously people that were pissed, but then there was a bunch of people that just didn't see it as what we saw it as and saw it as, so what? It's just a name change. Like they're like Finn tried to defend it. And he Finn, was like, they said Finn was a bad name. Okay, too. but in your but okay, but in his defense, okay, what would you want to be here? Would you want to be a Finn or would you want to be a Fergal? Let's be honest here. What did you? What would you want to be called on TV? Well, here's the thing. I liked. Uh, I thought like he even explained it away during the Rollins feud because the the first Rollins feud on Raw, he explained the meaning of the name. Like Finn was like the name of like a warrior in yeah. Ireland, and Balor was like the name of like the demon that caused destruction from opening his one eye. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that's the meaning of it. So you dragged it from your own, like, uh, like, uh, your own, uh, your own nationality's lore. Yeah. That's what I thought, but I never really complained. I mean, he never really called himself Fergal exactly. Devitt anyway. It was exactly. Prince. It was Prince Devitt. It was like, you weren't named after a Nazi U-boat commander. Oh, and I think I think the one that got me, and this one was kind of like a little bit over the top, was the Hurricanes response. And that was, in one night, I lost, and they made a list of everything he lost in one night. And it's just like, uh, you're, you're missing the the fact that it, it you know, Nazi ties. You're missing that whole fact. And also, <laughs> those name changes that they, like, had gotten – like uh, throughout the years. I know uh, Hurricane had a few in WWE, but Walter has been with them for a while. Like, he was on the main roster during that whole invasion with NXT yeah. as Walter. 
that whole title reign that I mentioned as Walter. Before coming to WWE as Walter. Like they even dragged Imperium over there. Like uh, it had a different name on the indies, but basically the same like gimmick. Like it didn't make any sense. Like the first thing everybody at Heels Court was talking about. Can't wait to see some of the Mark fans try and defend this. And they did. They tried, they tried, but it was just like, it's stupid. It's stupid. But, uh... This one troll page is trying to freaking tell me, oh, his name is his name is Gunther. He's going to be a big star one day. He's already a big star, you fucking there was asshole. There was no need for the name change. Like, he was already fine as is. It's just another case of WWE, like... Shooting themselves taking, in the foot. Taking a star that was already and, made famous on their name and merits that they've accomplished elsewhere, and then just changing all oh, that's made them famous or the, over. Uh, all right. You ready for this? Sure. Ready for this? Not only, you know, did people find it appeal, like, you know, they had to throw, like, they had to throw their two cents in. Well, guess who makes another appearance in trying to become relevant again? Who? Virgil. Again? Virgil on what he said about Walter. Walter, you need to grow a pair. Seriously, you should be embarrassed. Even I, who was humiliated as a slave, I should know, I should have fought harder, but this is today. You should know better, man. I was charged, I wish I charged you more for this pick when you begged me for it in the first place. And it's literally just a picture of Walter like shaking Virgil's hand and then taking a selfie together. I'm like, I'm sorry. When was Virgil ever relevant? That, that like he he he's literally like I'm just like bro. Well, Virgil has developed his own reputation throughout the years, especially with like you know the whole indie thing. Like even going to like fucking obscure things as like flea market sales and trying to get like money from people as former WWE legend like Virgil and shit like that. But it's kind of. Like, you know, just that case of, like, you know... Again, someone who doesn't... That doesn't see it the same way that it really should be taken at face value. Yeah. But uh, besides that, there's one last thing to talk about, and that's Moxley's comeback. Oh, yeah. Yo, in three months, the dude de-aged by, like, six years. The difference that he had from his last appearance... Cutting out beer will do that. Yeah. Not, Not even that. Like... The first thing I was talking about, uh, ironically enough, with Eddie, he's getting a lot of shout-outs. Shout-out Eddie like four times tonight. He's not even here. Look at that. Uh, that means get your ass over here, Eddie. Uh, like, the difference was between night and day, but also the one thing I was talking about and I noticed was it probably took a lot to maintain that physique. Yeah. Because, like, there was just, like, a lot of, like, built, and also he was going – and there was that ladder match that he was vocal about afterwards, how he didn't want to do ladder matches. He was mm-hmm. a grounded guy, and he didn't like to do it. But he still did it because Tony asked him to, and he wanted to, so he was a company guy. Yeah. But um, also the fact that he was just a father, too. Yep. So yep. it really was something I just couldn't miss, especially when they announced that he was coming back at GCW first. I was just like, okay, so that AEW is coming back sooner rather than later. And it opened up the show, and, you know, you had that dumbass heckler at the beginning of it, 
and he dealt with it, basically telling him to go after yourself, and the fan was kicked out, and the rest of the crowd was absolute silent, like you could hear a pin drop for his whole speech, and basically discussing, like, you know, how he had to deal with his own demons, and basically, like, the doubt that he had, which, you know, everybody can relate to, and basically yeah. he bore it all there, like, he basically said, like, he didn't know what to say yeah. in that situation, and it was, like, just hard for him to, like, think, like, you know, like, to get over it and basically saying, like, you know, like, despite all, like, the false, like, doubts that you maybe tell yourself, you can get through it and all that. And it was a very great speech. I loved every bit of it, especially how he's saying that uh, he beats the shit out of his demons. Like, he doesn't run from them. He just beats the shit out of them. And now he's like, if you don't think I was dangerous before, I'm more dangerous now and I'm like back for blood. And it makes me excited for what he's going to do because I could see him like bringing somewhat of a different style now. Not like so much different, but you know, at least like the right style for him because I was kind of disappointed that uh, after that, uh, you know, the barbed wire explosion match, that was kind of it for him in the world title scene or the title scene altogether. Right now, so like maybe we'll get that like after the uh somewhere down the line. Well, uh, but another thing I want to talk about Bully Ray's comments on it. Oh, god, let's talk about like uh, not the whole thing, but basically saying how he owed him apology, like to the fans, like for anybody who maybe bought a ticket to uh see Moxley and for a show that he didn't go to because he was booked at full gear against uh, Danielson, which they're teasing at doing now. But Bully believed that, you know, it was great for what it was. and The crowd was ready for it. But I just would have, like, been like, oh, you know, I'm sorry if I let anybody down. And it was just immediately met with disdain from everybody, from fans to Renee Paquette herself, basically saying bad take with a thumbs down. But it wasn't as bad as Paige, who absolutely shat on him. Yeah. Saying, this is why everyone preferred Devon. Oh, what an awful thing to say. That it, that was great. I'm like, well, wow. Because here's the thing. Like, he does Like, I, I could say this because he doesn't owe us an apology. Uh, Mick like, Foley the, coming he, out he, saying that yeah, he John Moxley doesn't owe an apology for anything. Just my opinion. Here's the thing. He apologized to everyone when he said he was checking himself into rehab, or does no one remember that? Yeah. Like he, it was an apology message kind and well, it was ushered through Tony Khan exactly. because we heard it from Tony. Yeah. But um, like, you know, Renee gave like the message, like, you know, he's fine and like he appreciates like the well wishes and everything. And also his book had just coming out too. Yeah. No new father. But like he was still like, you know, like it wasn't I don't want to say um, in a situation where he had to, like, apologize or he was letting anybody down. Like, I think it was just, like, as a, everyone's been saying, a real bad take. Because it was just like, what did you expect? Him to, like, keep filling out the bookings and adding on stress and exactly. something bad, God forbid, would have happened? Exactly. Oh, you need to apologize. Why? For getting myself help? Oh, okay. Like, it was a personal problem. Like, he, he, he needed to apologize for taking time to figure that out before doing like Anything? his job like because here's the thing wrestling is a mental is it takes a stress on the mind like i've take like i'm literally taking a break right now just to like clear my head wrestling like and i'm only 
three years in. Imagine how Moxley feels Moxley's after been... the years of Holy torment shit. from CZW, NXT. Well, no, he wasn't. He was never in NXT. To fucking the main roster, all the shit he had to go through, and the bar, like everything that he's done in AEW so far. Yeah. Eventually, there's so much that a human body, body, mind, and soul can take. Exactly. So him, and like this is the and wrestling. We've all heard of wrestlers with substance abuse problems. Most of them don't want to admit it. And most of and them, the, and most of me will never even know. Most of them does anything, yeah, just by looking at him. Like you would never be able to tell. And, my, and his figure, like he looks healthy. He does. Like, look he looks better. Yeah. He 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 gave me like fucking Dean Ambrose vibes. He looked like he to me. He looked the same as he showed up at Double or Nothing. Yeah. But uh, he's. I really, I really think he's been on that go mentality after the first All Out where he missed uh, that match with Kenny because yeah. of that staff infection. Because he hadn't been gone since then. He has just been straight solid ever since he returned from that run because he returned on a uh, television <laughs> on the first Dynamite, and he's kind of just been go straight forward since then. Yeah. Besides, yeah. like the time off for like uh his daughter, but like he um, car- like he he's been go like he's really carried the he carried the company for the longest time during the pandemic. He was yeah. a pandemic champion. He was consistent throughout the whole pandemic. He won it before it. He dropped it in the first uh, Winter is Coming at the end of the year to Omega. And that was when they announced the Impact Partnership. Like, And he was still around afterwards. There was still the match with the Bucks. There was still him teaming with Kingston. There was a barbed wire explosion death match, which was a great match until its finish, which we've all talked about dozens of times. Yep. The reaction is infamous in ourselves. Da, Yours is always da, funny. That's da, it. Da, da, da. <laughs> but, but, um... Like, he's always been consistent, and I think he just kind of wanted to make up for that and always be that company guy. And, yeah, that's had to have taken his toll. And also the indies he's done, too. Yeah, because here's the thing with wrestling. It's it's the mindset of you don't do this, someone else is going to do it. Someone exactly. else is going to take your spot. Exactly. It's like, well, if you're not going to do it, well, we'll get the next guy to do it. And, and Moxley's hit and. Like about the whole apology thing, Moxley. I don't think Mox owes Mox anyone doesn't, anything. Mox, mm-hmm. Mox doesn't owe a shit. It's like, look, we like get we, we, it's like reality, we get it. We get it. We're not gonna bring it up to you. We don't care. We're just happy you're back. Like, like that's it. And like, now he's like an inspiration to people who have conquered shit like that. Because uh, I know people who don't drink anymore. Yeah, like Moxley is like if anything, we owe him because we didn't ask him, like we this is the thing for every wrestler. Like we don't ask them to put their bodies on the line for us. They do it because they want to for us. So here's that's the, another like, way of looking at it. Honestly, like, cause it's also the truth. Like wrestlers, that's the thing when people say like, Oh, wrestling is fake and whatnot. Like, no, these guys really go out there, take real damage on their bodies. And the fact that they do it willingly day in, day out for our entertainment is something that I think, Fans don't really understand because a lot of fans can be greedy with it. Especially since Mox is that hardcore, like, wrestling style. Exactly. Like, he really puts himself through it. Like, we all know, like, he's been that guy, like, in in AEW's uh, early years to do the uh, unsanctioned lights out matches with the barbed wire spots. Like, he's been in three of them. Like, the one with Janela, Omega, 
Kingston, Omega, and that's are those are just the ones that were unsanctioned. The false count anywhere ones that he's been in because their false count anywheres are basically the same thing. Yeah. The street fights, the barbed wire, like you know, still legitimate legitimate barbed wire. Like, like he's really wrestled that pretty like Wince style. Yeah, and he does it like consistently, and it's his television too. Yeah, yeah like, it's not like a like a pay per view. Like he does do it when he's on pay per view sometimes when the situation calls for it with stipulation yada. But this is like on but, weekly TV. But he does it like he he goes like even more harder than when he was in uh, WWE. WWE during his best years. Yeah, and like let's just be glad that he is here and that. Yeah, that's he. He saw the situation, and he willingly took himself out to get himself better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. because that—that's his way of repaying the fans who tune in every night to see him. Exactly. Because they don't want him to. Because he does. I know none of us, and I know none of the fans want to see a guy wrestle until he can't anymore, and his substance abuse takes advantage of him, and. He's no longer with us. Like that's yeah. the last thing any of us, any wrestling fan wants to have because wrestling is what we love. And the fact that the sport that we love can cause something like this is something that I think fans don't realize a hundred percent is like, this really affects them. And the fact that a lot of, like a lot of wrestlers die young because of like some wrestlers do have substance abuse problems. We've lost legends because of past problems and we're losing future generations because of it. Yep. And the fact that Moxley willingly saw that this is a problem and checked himself into rehab is a way of repaying the fans because he's still here for us. He's here because he loves us and we love him. Well, I wouldn't say it's repaying fans. I just say well, it's no, like I, looking out for himself. Well, yeah, because that's something that um, I, I get. What I get. What he, to... I, I get what he's trying to say. I yeah, get, he's trying to say it in the sense of, well, Bully Ray said he needs to. He needs to apologize. Well, he apologized already by checking himself in and coming back and entertaining everybody. I get what he's trying to say. Yeah, by like uh, getting help, like yeah, at the yeah, earliest yeah. convenience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I just am glad that we're starting to normalize taking time off to exactly. deal with your own thing. Because yeah. there was, as you said, that uh, old-time mantra of, like, you always see it through. Like, you see it through a booking or through a feud. Like, Omega, like, literally wrestled through injuries just to see the hangman, like, a title swap through. Yeah. And now, look, now he's, like, basically, uh, like, I'm not going to say that he's out, but he's basically recovering from injuries with no timetable yeah. because of, I want to say, because he has that mantra of like, you see it through, but there's always that like a uh, old timer, like that has that same mantra, like Taker had it. Yeah. Triple H had it, like how he wrestled after tearing like his damn like knee. Yep. And like how Brian even got pissed <laughs> when he stopped the match because yeah. he had like a similar like sting yeah. situation. Yep. I'm glad we're starting to normalize like wrestlers starting yeah. to, take time off to like uh yeah. deal with whatever problems they're having despite them possibly being in the best point of their career. Yeah, like, exactly. Because you could argue that match with uh Danielson at full gear could have been a launching point for him, whether win or loss, because it was looking like he could 
they may be getting ready to go on a heel run. Yeah. And that could have been something interesting to see in AEW. But you that's something that he, I really am glad that we didn't get to see through whatever it was that was going to happen. Because, like, now it's just that he really got to take some time off that was needed. Yeah. Like, God forbid something happened, as I yeah. pointed out. And it was just like, you know, it kind of, like, seemed to work itself out because, like, everybody does need a break Yeah, like at his, some point. Like, his Kenny's getting one because he's been there since day one. Yep. Cody had one after a while. Yep. And, like, the Bucks, everybody's had one after a while. Moxley's kind of been go since he came back from uh, the staff infection. That was before TV. Yeah. So I'm glad he took time off. I'm hoping this is like the new normal of like set like a settling on a a day to just, like or days to just take time off and deal with like their own personal issues. Like uh, uh, Kylie Ray, I think it is. Yeah, she takes a lot. Yeah, like a like, she- uh, yeah. Just like uh, the first release from uh, AEW, yeah. the women uh, from the women's division, because she requested her own. Mm. Uh, Smiley Kylie Ray, I think it is, because uh, uh, she always likes smiling. Like she doesn't know triple threat uh, yeah. that turned to the fatal four way, the first double or nothing. The AEW version of Bailey. Oh, okay. That's one way of putting it, but yes. But like, like how she like uh she she took I don't want to say she took a lot, but she basically had a lot of moments where she needed to take time off to like deal with her own issues. And yeah. now she's actually back consistently. Yeah. Like, like, uh, she's had her own period and it seems to work. Like she's fine. Like, I don't want to say fine, but you know, I don't want to say like those days were not like wasted. Like she yeah. definitely needed that time yeah. off. So I'm like, glad that's starting to be like the new normal. And now Moxley's like that guy that was in a position. Like he was on TV all the time. Yeah. And like, here's the thing. Her, like, wrestling really does take a toll on someone's body. And I think people are now starting to realize that taking time off is a good thing. Yes. Because it helps your body heal. Because, and this is why I said, like, like I said, like, about CM Punk. Like, Punk has been out of the ring for seven years. His body's all healed up. And CM Punk was a guy who always went, even when he was injured. But there was also, like, the infamous Ryback situation. Yeah. And the misdiagnosed staph and infection, yeah. Yeah. quote, unquote. But, like, like he, like, now that he's back after seven years, his body is very well healed up. So now he has more time in the ring. Those seven years, people might want to look at it as him betraying the fans or whatnot. But it's also him rehealing his body after so many years of, giving yeah. to the fans and to uh, wrap it up speaking and ending on punk i remember uh him talking about uh something on starcast and i think it was before the first all out if i'm mistaken if i'm not mistaken but they were basically talking about like how AEW was going to be on tv against nxt and that was like right before at that time and everybody was like, oh, are you going to be there? And you're like, oh, no, I'm not. And he had the AJ Lee shirt on to give you a better picture of that interview if you've seen some clips. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the whole thing. Um, he basically talked about, like, you know, um, I honestly believe that there should be, like, I don't want to say off seasons, but, like, you know, there's enough guys. Like, you could just, like, swap, swap out the rotate. roster and rotate. Like, there's enough guys to, like, keep off. And honestly, like, 
uh, the company did pretty great with uh, Out Moxley there. So he had his own time to heal. I want to say like they could have done better without him, but you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah. it was well deserved, and it proves that that's starting to be a thing. Yep. And that was a great, almost I want to say foreshadowing now, since it's starting to be the new normal. Yeah. And that's and with, it. And with that being said, thank you for joining us tonight on High Side the Ropes. We hope to see you back. And remember, always smoke responsibly.